Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. This is Heart Health Radio. I'm Dave Alexander, and this is Dr. Franklin Weefall. How, you How doing, are you sir? doing? It's a great day. I'm doing good. Good. You have a good week? Uh, I did. I had a good I week. Um, I, r- remind me to tell you about this. I, I had a bad week in the sense I had some deaths and p- people in my practice. Yes. And I have some comments about whether some of them were preventable. And I think they were. And I think it's because of COVID that people weren't going to the doctor. Yep. And therefore, their chronic conditions worsened and we got to the point where we couldn't stop the inevitable um, uh, train wreck that became their health. And and on a far lighter note than that, when we're talking about that, let me tell you about my, you know, some people with their employer, they have this medical flex card. I have that through the state. Many people do. They take out the money non-tax. Yeah. And then you pay it. That used to be called a medical savings account. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. There are millions of dollars piling up in those things. Oh, yeah. Because nobody's Knows going to it. the doctor. Right. But also, I have one, Yeah. I think. Yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, right. It's sitting in the drawer because a lot of us don't feel comfortable going in or didn't feel comfortable right. for right. six months. All right. On today's show, we got to... Talk to Howard, who's on the line, waiting patiently. He's got a shout-out about a previous conversation that we had on the radio here and something you suggested right. for people putting their in their first aid kits. Also, Fauci is the Grinch who stole Thanksgiving. Uh, we've got something called the Fauci Follies. Yeah, we got a lot of Fauci Follies today. Uh, COVID numbers up, and under the shame segment, what are steroids doing to the president's brain? I don't know. That's scary. Well, you know, I took steroids one day, and I got really excited, and I couldn't stop talking. Uh, and, you know, it would really help me, though. But... <laughs> which, no, no, which means, of course, that your symptoms from COVID were pretty similar to the president's baseline behavior. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> people actually have a term. What is it? Trump on steroids. And so we've talked about that before, <laughs> right? You know, this is Frank on steroids. Well, what do you expect? Trump on steroids. It doesn't make him nuts. It just makes him more Trump-like, if and that's li- possible. And we're going to talk about the difference between the kind of steroids he had and the kind of steroids that, steroids that I suspect Sylvester Stallone took in order to build up his and, muscles. And now that I'm on, so I become more Frank-like. Really? Yeah. I'm on a chronic steroid. Howard is on line one, and thank you, Howard. You were the last, would have been the last caller in last week's show, but we ran out of time. Howard, what's going on? I wanted to give the doctor a big shout-out and also a thank you. Uh, Yeah. Franklin, a few weeks ago, you recommended a product on your program, and I went out and bought this product, to put in my first aid kit. You said everybody should have this in their first aid kit. One of these. Quick clot. My wife and I went out and bought this product and it was a blood clotting spray. Yeah, that works too. It's the same it's the same um, ingredient. 
We've used it twice. My wife has kind of thin skin, and sometimes she bleeds easily of the smallest cut. So we've got it. We used it one time. It worked great. The second right. time, it worked even better. Yeah. And I just wanted to tell you, thank you for recommending that product. And I've told my friends and neighbors about yeah. it. Well, I just want to let you know I have stock in the product. No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't reckon I don't really own much stock. Oh, I might, but it's in a not a blind trust. It's just in my insurance. Yeah, mutual you know, fund kind mutual of thing. Yeah, you stuff. don't see it. But you know, let me tell you, um, especially if you're on a what we call a blood thinner uh, for AFib, yeah. you know, atrial fibrillation, or if you're on Plavix and aspirin, what those medicines do is they don't make you bleed. Um, uh, what my patients call I'm a free bleeder, Dr. Wayfow. Free bleeder. free bleeder. What they do, what these medicines <laughs> do to prevent bleeding is they they work in a different fashion. So what it does is it promotes the, the um, proteins, not the platelets. There's two types of clotting, platelets and proteins. They work together. Yeah. And they promote these to go ahead and clot. And the nice thing is they're topical, okay? So if yeah. you're bleeding in a cut... Don't just rely on what what Howard is talking about. Put that stuff on there, either a gauze pad or the spray. Mm-hmm. If you want to know, it's called calocrine, and it's found in Georgia red clay. Yeah. It's true. Anyway, but also get another gauze uh, or additional gauze, hold pressure, because it's two things together. It's the um, pro-clotting protein, calocrine, but hold pressure, and you'll stop bleeding. It, and also, don't worry about holding pressure too long. Don't hold pressure enough till your arm turns blue. Right. But hold pressure for 40 minutes, especially if you're on a blood thinner, and you will stop bleeding. Howard, thank you very much for the call. I appreciate thank it. You, sir. All right. God take bless care. you, Howard. And he's, he, he's, he's right. You, you know, it's nice to follow up with us if and, you've called before. Yeah. And also, this product... Uh, spray, uh, gauze, will not hurt you, okay? Okay. And as a former um, uh, announcer, but not the president, don't inject it and yeah, don't yeah, swallow yeah, it. Don't swallow <laughs> If you have a bleeding ulcer, that's not the answer. All right. Lee, welcome to Heart Health Radio. Two things, Dave. Yes. Hey. You and Dr. Weevil. First of all, I would love to have the... Uh, Triangle Trader come back. Thank you. Yes, I, you know, some people do, but, you know, honestly, there's there's no market for it. You know why? I used to host what we in radio call Swap Shop. Oh, I've listened to you. I, I would be on my yeah. uh, lawnmower. Yeah. And the problem was is I wanted to buy something, but I couldn't get to it. Yeah. Somebody it, else got it before me. Craigslist killed us, Lee. Craigslist... Sold. Sold, wiped it out. Yeah, but Craigslist is gone. Stuff on Trader Trader. You did? Yeah. Yes. All right, what okay. was the second thing, Lee? Um, for Dr. Weevil, does the regular flu shot with a booster right. do any good against COVID? At all? Not at all? Somewhat? All right. Uh, so the question is, the question is for our Facebook friends, covid and the flu shot. Right. Will the flu shot do anything right. to That's prevent a very, COVID? Very, very important thing. You need your flu shot to prevent the flu. And if you're over 65, and you need the double booster shot, I mean, the high dose. Now, okay. the problem is high dose is really, really scarce. Um, and it, I tell you, the flu has, shots are scarce. Has, yeah, go ahead. Harris State, I'm sorry. 
at Harris Teeter, I got the Harris Teeter pharmacist gave me the flu shot with the booster. That's what I got. Believe it or not, I'm not 65. <laughs> I sound like I'm old. But I got the booster because I asked for it. And yeah. I'm a physician. They let me have it. Listen, if your pharmacy doesn't have it um, and your doctor's office doesn't have the flu shot, and that's probable because I couldn't get it. Yeah. I mean, I tried to order it. You mean you couldn't I obtain couldn't get it? it uh, obtain it for my patient. Right. So everybody out there listening, I'm not favoring Harris Teeter. Just no. because it's in my apartment no. building basement. No, not They got tons of it, and it's free. I mean, I'm not kidding. Yeah. Not like, you know, free if you buy a Coca-Cola or free <laughs> if you, you know, buy a, a roast. Yeah. It's free. Free. So, we're at, look it up now, Harris Teeter Pharmacies, yeah. and so stand I, in line. I was wondering if that does in a regular flu shot with a booster does any good for COVID against the corona. Yeah, and that's that's a wonderful question because people are asking me all the time, and the answer is no. You're going to need a separate COVID vaccine or what we're going to talk about, the Regeneron or Lilly preformed antibodies, which basically will get the results of a vaccine instantaneously. So when that comes out, and and if you can afford it, go get the Regeneron or Lilly preformed antibodies. And as soon as the Thank vaccine you. for COVID is out, get that. But right now... Call around. Find out who's got the vaccine for flu. If you're over 65, get the booster. And if you're under 65, get it. And if you hear an anti-vaxxer that says don't get the flu shot, walk away. Just walk away, Renee, because you don't want to listen to them. Thank you, Lee. I very much appreciate you calling. Our telephone number, if you're listening between noon and 1 on a Saturday, and many of you are, 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. 919-860-9783, 919-860-9783. If you're listening at any time, it's not Saturday between noon and 1, uh, listen to this, 919-745-7422 is your number. 919-745-7422. If you call in the middle of the night for an emergency, that's a silly thing. Call 911 for emergencies. Both the numbers I gave out are non-emergency. Do you think people would call that number an emergency? You know, you got to say it. Yeah. It's like when you buy a lawnmower and there's a sticker on it, do not operate lawnmower with feet underneath. Right. Right? <laughs> Somebody's going to do it. Somebody's going to call an, my number. An iron, you know. Uh, uh, right. Do not use this. To get rid of wrinkles on your face. <laughs> right. Somebody's got to do it. All right. Yep. So I want to talk about the COVID numbers coming up. They're up everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. But it's interesting that uh, people aren't, aren't following the new numbers. Okay. So they're still thinking of a 7 8% death rate. In other mm-hmm. words, the number of deaths per cases. Mm-hmm. So I went back. And again, this is not official data. But I went back, and two weeks ago, there were 36,000 new cases. So you figure two to four weeks afterwards. Okay. Yeah, sure. So there were like 600 deaths. And any death is too many. Right. But that's approaching 1%. Okay. So it's about 1.8%. The deaths from flu are about 0.9%. Okay. So when they tell you that this is not the flu, and we've got a Fauci Follies thing coming up. Yeah. We're approaching it. And why? Because we didn't know how to treat it before. And remember, the deaths from the flu, we have a vaccine for the flu. So uh-huh. just imagine what it would be like without a vaccine. Right. And we'll talk about 200 Fauci Follies, too. We got the Fauci Follies coming up. All right.
the shame segment coming up. I've got CNN's Brian Stelter. Uh, you know, people got to calm down. There is a Venn diagram. Remember that from elementary school? You got one circle on one side, one circle on the other side, and there's an intersection in the middle. Looks like a football. Yeah. You got politics on one side, you got medicine on the other. Well, that football's getting big. Yeah, and it's a shame. There is such an intersection yeah. between politics and medicine. And we're going to talk about where you get your news from and form your opinions. I, mm. I want you to form opinions, but I want you to know who's, you know, on the basis of what they've said before, who's reliable and who's not reliable. And it's so hard to know. All that coming up on the Heart Health Radio Network. Now back to Heart Health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. Heart Health Radio is on every single week, whether we feel like it or not. We come on in. Well, I always feel like it. You know when I start to feel like it? Me too. Wednesdays. I start to (laughs) want to do my show on Wednesday. And it builds up and builds up and builds up. The doctor sends me um, links to articles that I then print out, okay? Well, my phone starts going bing. Bing, at about 6.30 in the morning, okay? And it the doesn't earliest stop. was 5 a.m. All right, the earliest was 5. Anyway, listen, we love being here. We love to hear from you at our telephone numbers, 919-745-7422, or the Saturday line, 919-860-9783. What is the Fauci Follies? Well, Fauci is a great guy. Uh-huh. Um, I, I kind of wonder whether he's getting caught up in the Democratic thing. I don't know. Here's some good news. He, well, okay, this is still a folly. So the Regeneron medicine everybody knows about. Yeah. It is what Trump took. It's a monoclonal antibody. Uh-huh. So it's the immediate effect of a vaccine. It's so you get a vaccine and it immediately works because it's the antibody that neutralizes the virus. So yeah. they asked him, did it work? He said, oh, this is a great medicine. It neutralizes the virus. It's going to be approved. It's, it's Regeneron's great oh, data. Oh, he said that. But it might have helped Trump. It might have helped. I mean, you know, he said, honestly, it probably. Now, probably doesn't mean definitely. Well, yeah. i tell you right now, Trump didn't tell the truth, okay? He, he was sicker than, than people said, okay? He had a CAT scan. Actually, he probably had a CAT scan every 10 minutes. Yeah, probably. But yeah, it showed yeah. that he had fluid in his lungs. He had, you know, he had the COVID that was causing the immune reaction. And let me tell you, he got this in March. Okay. We'd be having a national funeral now, in my opinion. Yeah. But what did he get? In other words, we didn't have the treatment no. handy. And so why was it so bad in March? Because we didn't know what we were doing. Right. We put people on ventilators who didn't need to be on ventilators. Okay. 40, remember, uh, everybody forgets this. Cuomo said, we need 40,000 ventilators. Right. You, you, you know, you coughed and sneezed. They jammed a ventilator in mm. you. And it, it damaged the lungs, caused more inflammation. Now they know you try this thing called a CPAP or BiPAP, which is what people use for sleep apnea, and ride that out. Anyway, so it more than probably, okay, in my opinion, Uh and it's an opinion because I can't prove it, it was that medicine combined with remdesivir combined with the steroids, and he was out of the hospital in two days, and it is my opinion that he'd be dead by now if he'd gotten sick in March. Now, there, the president, of course, being a survivor of a... uh, well, being Donald Trump, yeah. he downplayed his symptoms and then eventually took it to the extent of saying, listen, the survivability is getting to be about 
what the flu is. Right, and this is what Fauci said. All right, this is Dr. Fauci responding to that. This is not a trivial disease. People in the United States should realize that it is not a trivial disease. The potential for what COVID can do, what SARS coronavirus 2 can do, is very, very much different from influenza. You don't get a pandemic that kills a million people, and it isn't even over yet with influenza. Is he right? No. And this is something that's really detrimental to the health of Americans. Because he, he, you know, he says, I got the flu. I got the stomach flu. Yeah. And they don't take it seriously. So they might not get their flu shot because well, Fauci said that it's, the influenza is, is not nearly as bad as COVID. Okay. 2009, Obama had the pandemic of influenza, H1N1. How okay. many people did it kill worldwide? I don't know. 700,000. Now, 700,000 is not a million, but it's almost, right. okay? Uh, the 1918 flu. Right. We didn't have a va- Oh, wait a minute. 2009, we had a vaccine even. Yeah, that's Imagine right. how much worse it would have been, yeah. and we didn't have, t- we had Tamiflu. Okay, 1918, they didn't have a vaccine. They didn't have Tamiflu. Yeah. All right? And the crazy thing that Fauci doesn't want to admit, not a million people died. 60 million people died from the flu. So the flu is serious. We should get a shot. It is deadly serious. You should get a shot. And COVID is approaching the death rate for seasonal flu. It is already, I think, a little lower than pandemic flu. Now, remember... Don't call it the flu. Call it influenza. Okay. Because that makes it sound scary. People now call a cold the flu. Yeah, that's and, yeah. and that's the whole or point. Or the stomach thing. I oh, got the I got stomach. the stomach flu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only get the stomach flu if you get the flu and somebody kicks you in the stomach. Okay? <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> let, me, let me squeeze this in because we have one more quotation from someone who was on television. By the way, there's, there's something called the Alexander's Rule of Being on TV and Radio. Yeah eventually you're going to say something stupid, okay? I mean that with all compliments to anybody well, who ever gets on TV. stupid. It's exactly And it. I've been wrong on this radio show. If Fauci was wrong about the flu and the survivability and COVID, it, uh, we, just, we got to forgive and forget. Right. Brian Steltzer is with CNN, and he said this thing about the president, and they put dramatic music underneath it. I mean, it was it was a low hum. You might be able to hear it. Well, I added some extra dramatic music <laughs> at the end. Let's let there Brian Stelter. We're covering a possible cover up about the health of the president of the United States. A possible cover up that's being led by the president from his hospital room because he is so sensitive about being perceived as weak. <laughs> All right. So I added that last part. Here's the point. Steltzer and a lot of other people are saying that the president minimized his own symptoms. Let me just ask you to think about your dad or your uncle or yourself, and they got, they're sick, and somebody asks them, how you feeling, Grandpa? I'm fine. I'm good. My dad was like this. You could stab him with a knife. So, Dad, how you doing? I'm good. You know, other people are worse. But, but the other thing is, you see the stock market futures and the stock market fell just because he got infected. Right. 
So could you imagine that at every step of the way, I mean, his CT scan showed he had the virus in his lungs. He had the immune response in his lungs. Sure. Imagine the doctor saying, well, uh, his oxygen dropped to 93% and he's got stuff in his lungs. There would have been a massive panic. Yeah. Okay. A massive panic in the stock market. Now, the stock market is just not for rich people. Do you have a 401k? Yeah, I do. Yeah. So do you want to see your 401k become a 201k? No, because no. because mean. President Trump, you know, got has got that their fluid in his lungs, as my patients would say. Yeah. My wonderful patients. Um, so the president is going to say, I'm in the hospital. I'm doing pretty good. And he was doing pretty good. Right. Okay. You can have pneumonia and still be doing pretty good. Mm-hmm. So this is not a conspiracy theory. This is people making political judgments based on more than just transparency right because you don't know if something wrongfully is going to cause a panic in the streets and and massive uh unemployment because of the stock market crash i just want we've got a medical expert here and then a guy who's been in media for about 35 years that's me that's a media expert yeah media expert medics medicine and media let me just tell you and i'm going to step away from this topic um for the rest of the show here's the thing Nobody is ever going to tease the next segment on cable radio or TV and say something normal happened right? and you won't be surprised at it. Yeah. Right? Somebody's got to say, well, it's a terrible thing and you're going to be shocked. But, you know, right. stay, yeah. stay with us. we yes. got news right here. But stay with us on Heart Health Radio. This is Heart Health Radio. Telephone number here is 919-860-9783. People been using that. Uh, including Rose Hoban. Rose, of course, from North Carolina Health News. Hi, Rose. How are you? Hey, Dave. I'm well. How are you? Good. One of my favorite sections on the show is oh, yeah. your sultry oh, voice. Very nice of you. What's happening in North Carolina with health? Oh, you know, um, we're just chugging along. Uh, it, it looks like we're doing much better on uh, the number of folks who have positive COVID tests. We're down. You know, we had a little bump up. Um, earlier in the week, but uh, mostly it's around five percent more, more or less. So percent positivity. That's a good thing. Yeah, I did uh, twenty tests this week. Oh wow! Yeah, zero positive. Yeah. Oh good. See, I don't That's let it. If we call them the day before their appointment and say, "Have you had uh-huh. a fever, chills? Have you had a sore throat? Blah blah blah. Have you been exposed? Do you think you may have been exposed? Anybody in your family take? And if they if they say a family member took a COVID test, yeah, they cruise on up, no, uh, they do. roll down the window. I walk out in PPE, protect personal protective equipment. I got a bunch of N95s now and a face mask, and I sh- I shove the thing up the schnoz gently. And then we get the result the next day. <laughs> Rose, we can tell them when oh, they come in. Good. Rose, have you had gave... yours, Rose? Have you had? Have you been tested? I'm not. You know, I've, I've sort of been at home so much. Like I, I really don't feel like I've needed to. Um, and the one time I did want to get tested, it was at a point in time where the tests were taking five, six days to come back, and that was back in July. And now the, oh, let me see. I think the 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 average return time on a test now is like a day, a day and a half. It's a so day in my office. They've managed to push that down pretty well, um, which is kind of exciting. Um, I mean, that just makes things easier, right? It makes it easier for you to say, oh, well, you know, I'm going to go get a test because uh, I'm like, for me, it was, 
I went to get a test before I went to see my 90. I wanted to get a test before going to see my 92 year old mom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now, Rose, do you know anything about this? Because I don't. When people say, I went and got a rapid test, is that being given out? Is that the test that they're given for free? That's not the test they're doing at, at, at CVS, for example. I mean, I am going to tell you right now, the problem with the White House, and it was a super spreader event, is that their take was everybody gets a five-minute antigen test, and if you're negative, come on in, no mask. Clearly, that's wrong because the number of false positive and false negatives, and it, what kills us is the false negatives, is too high. Now, Rose, are any of these testing, free testing places in North Carolina, do you know if they're antigen tests? I think most of them, uh, if I'm looking at the, the number of, uh, the, the, the breakdown of tests now, and the tests in North Carolina currently are still overwhelmingly the PCR, the um, the, the, the DNA test or the RNA test. Good, good. We've I'm... Done, the, sta- the state has reported only about 6,600 of those antigen tests as of today. So it's not a lot of them. It's really still the shove the thing up your nose, yep. <laughs> you know, uncomfortably far up your nose. So, All right, um, Rose Hoban. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It's like, like, just like you said, Dr. Riefeld, you know, all of those, false negatives in particular, it still doesn't keep you from needing to wear a mask if you're going to be like in close contact with a bunch of people you don't know and you don't know where they've been. Right, right. Uh, if you're if you're negative for the PCR uh, test, the one up the nose, uh, you should still wear a mask because mm-hmm. the mask does prevent you a little bit. All right. Mm-hmm. We got some other well, callers also, on there. It also still can take you, it can take a couple days for you to have enough viral load for the PCR to right. actually get it, to you know, to detect it. So there's that, too. Yeah. All right. The website is NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org. They do a daily update. You can find out about some of the po- uh, top articles, including prison families expecting to be able to visit loved ones. And guess what? Outbreaks in prisons. Right. So it's putting a bl- damper on that. Thank you, Rose, for being with us. We're going to pick up now with Steve in Durham. Steve, welcome to Heart Health Radio. Thank you, guys. I hey, certainly hey. Um, enjoy listening to your show every Saturday and learn a lot from it. I have a question pertaining to uh, COVID antibodies. Sure. I had the virus and have recovered. Great. Congratulations. Thank you. And I'm a longtime blood and platelet donor, so... After I recovered, I donated blood, and I'm still waiting to get the antibody test back. But my question is, if I have the antibodies and they ask me to donate, will my body regenerate the antibodies, or does that make me more susceptible to possibly get the virus in the future? All right, hold on. That's a great question. He gives blood, right. and he's giving away some of the antibodies. Right, and so are the people who are doing the convalescent plasma. Okay, so what's so the, the question? Is it downside? drain your body of your antibodies so you no longer have them? And that is an excellent question. The answer is no. The nice thing about immunity, we understand the cells in your body don't last long, especially the blood cells. And mm-hmm. so, <coughs> excuse me, that's not a COVID cough. Um, the blood cells regenerate. Okay, so you have these B cells, 
and they're the ones that make antibodies, and they are constantly regenerating. So if you drain out your plasma, it's not all gone, first of all. They don't take all of your plasma out. And number right. two, the antibody levels will regenerate as those B cells uh, in your uh, bone marrow um, are going to keep making the antibody. That's the great thing about your immune system. So the question everybody says is, how long does immunity last? Yeah. I mean, you get a, uh, I can't remember, a Tdap shot, and you got, you're immune to that stuff for years. Mm-hmm. I think, and we don't know, it's my opinion, once you get COVID, you can't get it again. Because even if there's only small numbers of antibodies in your system, they're going to latch on. And then the great thing is they send signals out to the sleeping B cells that are against COVID and say, wake up, produce, and they do. So don't worry about that. You give your, you be a hero. You're a health hero. Give your blood, give your plasma, give your platelets, and God bless you. Thank you, Steve. Well, thank you. All right, I appreciate it. We're going to pick up with Sally. Uh, Sally, where are you calling from today? And welcome to Heart Health Radio. Did we lose Sally? No, we didn't lose Sally. Put her on. Hello, Sally. Hi. Hi, Sally. Hey, what's up? I'm, I'm here from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and I, I heard great news about Dr. Repo. My best friend's from there, and she'd like to say hello to him. Okay. Yes. Pass. Uh, Sally, where are you calling from today? All right, you've got to turn that radio I'm down in the from background. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yeah, right. go ahead. Turn your radio down. Turn the radio down. We're on a six-second delay for that, and so you're going to hear an echo. Okay. Tell me, please, Hi. speak into the phone. Who's this? Hi. Hi. My name is Sally, and I'm calling from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Yes. I'd like to say hi to Dr. Rebaugh because I heard great news about you. Well, that's, that? that's funny. I heard that on the radio show just about six seconds ago. Yeah. Uh, did you? How did you hear about Doctor Weefall? You being in Pittsburgh. It's my phone. Okay, it's my friend's phone. Okay, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm going to say one thing, and one thing only. Turn the radio off. Turn that radio down. <laughs> you don't want to hear okay. yourself on the now radio. Now I'm going to pick you back up again. Hi, how you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you? Good. Good. You're not doing Sally. What you're, doing. you're not Sally. You're Martha. No, I'm Sally. You're Sally. Okay. How did you hear about Dr. Weefald if you are from Pittsburgh? She's living with me right now, and she'd like to say hello to Dr. Weefald. Put her on. She's the greatest doctor living. That's wonderful. Uh, Just pass her the phone, and we'll hear from her. I can't hear. Okay. Hi. Can you hear me now? Wait a minute. i got to turn you up a little bit. No. Do not turn up the radio. <laughs> if you turn up that radio, what. I have to put you on hold again. Right, Talk into the phone. And then have the people... Talk into the phone. Yeah. Hi, what is your name? Sally. Okay, Sally. put the person on the phone. On the phone. You keep yes. telling me that you want somebody else to talk on the phone, right? So put him on the phone. Put him on the phone. I wanted... I wanted my best friend to talk to Dr. Reefall because he's supposed to be the best doctor on earth. I right, put yes. her on the phone. Yes. She's waiting for it okay. to come right. Go ahead. Hi. Hey, Dr. Weefall. Who is it? Who's this? This is Phyllis. Hey. Phyllis. How are you? Phyllis, are you a uh, are you a patient of Dr. Weefall's? 
Okay. How are you doing? I'm doing good. What's going on? Oh, I'm doing okay. I'm in Pennsylvania right now. Well, be careful. Are you are you gonna are you gonna be coming back soon? I can't hear. Don't okay. sit it up here. Talk here. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna that's okay. They, they are trying to hear themselves on the radio. Phyllis and Sally, we yeah. love you dearly. We cannot hear, we cannot have a conversation with someone who cannot hear us. Right. Does that make sense? Well, what they're doing is they want to hear themselves on the radio. So they're waiting for me to respond on the radio. So there's a six, people don't realize, there's a six second delay yeah. on the radio in case I say something nasty, they can cut me off. Yeah. And, and uniquely, we're the only radio show where I'm on live, but the doctor is on a six-second delay. And here's the other weird thing, yeah. is that our affiliate stations, for instance, in Goldsboro, on Goldsboro's Greatest Hits, and, and uh, uh, at Talk 96.3 and 103.7, and, uh, Charlotte, Greensboro, and Richmond on the Truth Network, they're all on a one-week delay. Yeah. One, well, one yeah. week and six seconds Yeah, is what we can say. All right, listen, we've got some important medical news. Aortic stenosis. What yeah. is it, and do you have it? Yep. Sometimes they don't sew up wounds. You know, you go into the hospital for stitches, sometimes they don't. Yeah, yeah. They don't do that. I had this happen to me. Also, you might have heard something in the news about metformin. Metformin, in some cases from some manufacturers, has been recalled. If you're a diabetic... Stay tuned for this next segment on Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Well, you know you make me wanna kick my heels up and down. Sometimes people just do good things, and we are happy for them. We shout them out. Dr. Weefold, who are we shouting out now? Well, right now, uh, I'm looking at my Facebook Live, and, you know, the radio show, WPTF, we are... Uh, a team. So yeah. we decided to go on Facebook Live pretty soon. We're going to have a studio. It's going to look like a regular TV station. But I'm going to shout out some folks who are actually watching the show right now. Helga Lee, Martha Clark Parrish, Doris Hall, Belinda O'Neill, Bill Harris, Nancy Radford, Brenda Caps, Tim Collier. I mean, uh-oh, I just dropped the phone. <laughs> uh, Daniel Schmidt. So... <laughs> I don't know if this is on nationwide. Someone's going to fix this. If it, it shouldn't be just restricted to my friends. But it's on Franklin Weefald, F-R-A-N-K-L-I-N space W-E-F-A-L-D if you want to watch it. And hopefully pretty soon our, our TV studio will be working and you can do that. Now, the sound from the show and the Facebook Live is not synchronized. So you got to listen to one or the other. Okay. Well, I didn't know they weren't synchronized. Yeah, they're not synchronized. There's, There's a, no six-minute, six six-second delay here. Ah. That's the thing. Yes. Which okay, explains, you out. I love you. from Thank just you. a few minutes ago, why Sally and Phyllis had such a hard time with us. Right. And I get that. That's it. When you are on the show, that is, you've used Alexander Graham Bell's telephone to call us, listen on the phone. Right. Not any not way other. else. Although, yeah. honestly... After the show's done and you're not on the phone with us, listen any way you want, including going to hearthealthradio.com and listening to the podcast. Let's do Dave's Drug. Yes. I am Dave's Drug, Trintilix. Well, you're not only Dave's Drug, you're it's my drug. Really? Yeah. So I, what I want to do is start getting away from this term mental health 
and talk about brain health. Okay? okay. So you and I have a particular situation. Sometimes we get a little sad, and sometimes we need a little help. Now, if you get a little sad because you know you you didn't win the lottery, that's one thing. Uh huh. <laughs> but but being sad sometimes, and you call it maybe depression or you know a mood disorder. Trintelix is a specific type of medication that both Dave and I take, and it, it, it's called an SSRI plus. Okay, yeah, so okay. it's Prozac plus. The nice thing about this medication is that it it does raise those chemicals that are imbalanced in your brain, but it raises them in a way that doesn't have as many side effects. And I don't recommend everybody taking this medication because others may work just as well. Trintelix is very expensive. But I had some particular side effects when I was on a medicine called Lexapro that I don't think we can talk about on the radio, but I don't have them anymore. And I'm happy. Okay. Dave seems happy. Except, I'm happy. You know, when he starts screaming at me after the show because I screwed up. No. But no. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But brain health. Let's call it brain health, not mental health, because and I don't want, I mean, Dave, you take a lot of medications. This is no different than the medication you take for diabetes. Mm -hmm. It's no different than the medication you take for a heart disease. And we got to get away from thinking that we can't talk about that we are on Trintelix. I'm proud of it. I'm well, let me give it. you let me give you a story about when I was a little kid. Yeah. Now I hated school. I hated the entire elementary age that I was at. Yeah. It didn't matter whether it was a fourth grade or second grade. I hated. It. Wow. Okay, I took the th nail on my thumb and drove it so hard into the nail on my index finger that I wore out a, the crooked part. Yes, yeah. I know I wore out the hard oh, oh part. Oh my God, is it still there? No, no, uh, no, no. I've, I've got way gotten over that. Beautiful nail. But I'm telling you, when your kids are manifesting symptoms that are unusual and right. they are clearly in that realm of brain health, mental health, right. please get them some help. Yeah. There are really good people. Start with your pediatrician. There are uh, pediatric psychologists. There are pediatric psychiatrists. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid to go see a psychologist. Don't be afraid to see a psychiatrist. I've done both. And let mm -hmm. me tell you, yeah. I would not be the man I am today if I didn't embrace the fact that I needed help and I got it. Yeah, okay. that's and good. Just because you know, you're taking a medication doesn't mean you're going to go absolutely bonkers one day and run down your family. Right. I mean, brain health can be mild. It can be severe. And don't think that because you take a medication for your brain health that you have to be ashamed of it or hide it. What's aortic stenosis? Okay, so when you have aortic stenosis, it's a very serious illness. And it can be mild, moderate, severe. What is it? So you have four valves. We've talked about them. We'll just talk about the valves on the left side of the heart. The mitral valve lets blood flow in from the lungs. Right. It closes, and then the heart pumps as it closes, and it goes out the aortic valve. The aortic valve closes when the heart relaxes. Well, what happens when you get rheumatic fever? And that is an illness that's autoimmune. You get, you get strep throat, and you make your antibodies that attack the valve. For some reason, there's a cross-reactivity between the strep bacteria and the valve, and it creates inflammation, Yeah, and then it calcifies as it heals. So those leaflets in the aortic valve, which are supposed to pop open when the heart pumps and let the blood flow to your body, they don't open enough. 
and it can be mild where you hear, when the doctor hears a murmur, that's what he's, he hears a sound. And so when that valve doesn't open all the way, the blood flows not smoothly, but roughly mm-hmm. and makes a noise. Okay. That's a murmur. The murmur gets louder and louder and louder as the valve gets more and more blocked so it doesn't open. Now, okay. what are the symptoms? Shortness of breath. You can be short of breath walking. Uh, tightness in the chest. You can actually get what we call angina or angina because there's so much pressure in the heart trying to pump that blood through that little narrow hole instead of a big opening when the valve's normal that it causes the heart muscle to need more oxygen. And sometimes you can't get enough and it gives you that signal of tightness in the chest. Now, the worst one when the valve is really bad is called syncope. What does that mean? You stand up quick, the heart can't pump enough blood, to keep you upright and you pass out. That's not normal? Uh, no. How about when you stand up and just get a little dizzy? That can happen to anybody. Okay, good. Now, when do you Happened have to worry to me about yesterday. this? You need to have a good doctor. If you go get one of those uh, every six-month uh, checkups yeah. and they don't listen to your heart, get a new doctor. Right. Because it's that telltale murmur that they can hear when they listen to your heart that can get you referred to the right person. The way to diagnose it is with an echocardiogram. It's an ultrasound. Right. And we can actually see the valve open. We can tell how bad it is. And you might not need surgery. Okay. I'm going to call the replacements we have now. They are stents. They go in through your leg. Yeah. And they go up, put a balloon across that tight valve. They crack it open and they leave behind a new valve. So sometimes you got to get cracked. Okay, by that I mean your chest open. Yeah. But a this one you might not. A, a heart condition you all need to know about. Yeah. Don't be worried. Just make sure your doctor listens. To, a lot of doctors don't listen to you. They don't do anything except type yeah. on their computer and tell you to take these meds and go. Yeah. Make your doctor listen to your heart. And as always, talk to your doctor before standing up from a comfortable chair. Right. David Hi. and Carrie, welcome to the show. You're on Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Hi, gentlemen. Hi. Hey. I uh, I called in about three or four weeks ago. Yeah. A um, little background. I I suspect I had COVID in in January, and I've had some ongoing issues with with minor chest pain and tightness. Right. Um, you recommended I see a cardiologist. Um, first, they did a cardio. CT, I think, or calcium CT. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they did a calcium score, calcium on the blockages of cholesterol. What was your, do you have a score number? I don't remember the score, but they said it indicated there might be a problem with the Widowmaker. Ooh. That's where mine was. Yeah. Right there. So then they recommended the echo, the the, um, echocardiogram, I guess, and the stress test. And so I went to do, do those, and they said everything is normal. I'm fine. So now I'm back to square one. I'm not sure where to go. Yeah. When you did the stress test, did you walk on the treadmill? Yes. Did you have any of that tightness when you were walking? Not really. Exercise doesn't really seem to bother me. Great. Okay. So I'm not diagnosing you, but if I had a patient like you, the next step would be to look at your esophagus, which is... The food pipe carries food from your uh, mouth down into your stomach. It sits right behind the heart. And so you can get 
uh, tightness in your chest from an abnormality in your esophagus. So th- what we do in medicine is take steps, okay? So if it were your heart, that's the best, worst thing. I mean, you could drop dead of a heart attack. You're not gonna, most likely now, um, based on your studies, talk to your doctor about your esophagus and whether you need to have that looked at. But the good news is if you passed a stress test, you got a good ultrasound, you have a good ultrasound, you're in pretty good health, but since you have a blockage, talk to your doctor about getting your cholesterol level down as much as possible. My LDL bad cholesterol was 178, which is the skyrocketed numbers. And I took a statin, got it down to 130, that's not good enough, 70 is what you want. So I'm on this new monoclonal antibody, just like you know the same type of medicine Trump got. But the antibody was against a particular part of the cholesterol pathway. My LDL was 11 two and a half years ago. So mm-hmm. my calcium score was 200 in the Widowmaker. And just to let you know, that's moderate. It means there was a blockage. And now it's zero. It went away. Steve, we wish you good luck. Always consult your doctor. Right. Stay near your doctor. If you have any more symptoms or the symptoms you have persist, you see your doctor. Get in there and advocate for yourself. Yes. Thank you, Steve. Well, this is it. Uh, Heart Health Radio is done on, for the week. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. It's a surprise to me, too. Tune in next week on the Heart Health Radio Network. Heart Health Radio is for information purposes only. Before taking any action, consult your doctor.